You're listening to Teaching Millionaires Podcast, as always, hosted by Rich Smith. You're now on the path to learning more about personal finance and achieving financial freedom. Are you ready? And now your host, Rich Smith. If you're thinking about renting out your house or even just a portion of your house, let's say you have like an upstairs, downstairs or a duplex. Well, today I'm going to share with you all the things you're going to want to do and keep in mind along the way. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm Rich Smith and one of the money lessons they never teach you in school is the power of rental properties, rental income, buying real estate, and then paying off the mortgage with the money that other people are paying you to live in the property. Now, I don't want to make it sound all that easy. I've been doing this for close to 15 years, and I just went through the process again this past week. So real quick, before we dive too far in, drop a like for this video. Okay, first things first, whether it is a house that you have been living in, or maybe you used to have some tenants, or maybe it's just something you're fixing up. No matter what, the first step is going to be to stage the property. That's right, you're going to want to make sure that everything is cleaned and orderly, tidied up. Now, don't get me wrong, there's going to be certain occasions where you're going to need to make it look as presentable as possible, but this is not going to be for people to tour through it. No, rather, that brings me to my second point, which is going to be photos. You see, if you're going to list your property online using a site, the one that I used this past week was Zillow. The old school way might be Craigslist, and there are a number of other websites that sort of intertwine that ecosystem. Well, no matter what, put yourself in the shoes of somebody looking to find a place, they are going to look for good, bright, clean looking pictures of where they potentially may want to stay. So for that second point, what I suggest is honestly, just use a cell phone, use your phone. But when you get into the room, try to back as far away as possible and make sure all the lights are on, make sure, you know, all like the windows are open. And I don't mean windows open. I mean like the shades or the blinds drawn up and try to take one of those high angles shooting down and get it from like the left and the right. Try it from all four corners. Because essentially, without paying a professional for photos, really what you're trying to do is guide the person through the property, living room, dining room, kitchen. You definitely need to include pictures of the bathroom. They wanna make sure you don't have that old pink tile or it's not some disgusting looking place where they potentially may have to bathe and shower. And then also, if you're showing a place that has a picture of a bed, let's make sure the bed is made. One of the things that I'll mention to you, this is a little like trick or tip, is that if tenants are currently living there or if it's not as tidy as you want, you can ask for permission when you're taking pictures just to sort of rearrange some things. I'll give you a, for example, let's say that you used to allow pets like a small cat or dog and you're thinking about getting rid of that. Well, in the picture, if you do not want to have pets, but there might already be one living there, maybe hide those water or food bowls, put the cage away. You know, if the cat has some little toys, put those away. And in the photo, just present the property as is. And then if the question about pets comes up, then you can cross that bridge when you get there. Moving on, the third thing to do is to go to a website. I used Zillow, I mentioned this before. And if you're watching this in the future, there could be some other website to use, but that doesn't matter. The idea here is that you are going to upload the pictures and it is okay 
if you need to edit them or brighten them up a little bit. Honest to God, I found out that for something like 100, 150 bucks, you could have a professional come and take pictures every single time. But if you are doing it yourself, make sure they look good. And I would say the more the better, you know, at least 12, 15, you know, close to 20 pictures, just so they could get a feel for what it would actually be like to be staying there. And then if there are any amenities, maybe you did something like installed some granite countertops or laundry is included. People ask all sorts of questions. Make sure to include that in the listing. Like we here in upstate New York is snow removal included. Anything you could think of, who takes care of the garden, the lawn, if there's a pool who takes care of that, all those little things, add those features and then mention down below in the description exactly who takes care of what and what is and what is not included. Now comes the fun part. You're going to hit submit and your post, your listing is gonna go live. When you start to get those emails though, I want you to pump the brakes, kind of like slow down and, and be careful because many people are going to start to request to view the property, view the property. And if you have tenants there right now, or if you are just excited about you know, getting somebody in there and getting that rent money, you need to realize that these people may stay for potentially 12 months if it's a 12-month lease, maybe, maybe 12 years if they really love the place and they're really long-term tenants. So it's a good idea just to reply and ask them a question like, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Now, I'll flash on the screen again what I actually ask, and this is just in the first email. As you can see here, I'm just looking to show the people who want to see the apartment that I actually care about it, I'm a real person, and if they can reply to me and sound like a coherent human being, then maybe we could set up a viewing or a showing. But trust me, there's going to be quite a few people who will request to see it and you'll send an email like I just showed you and they will never reply. So based on the people that do reply, if you like what they say, if there's no red flags, for example, if some people are gonna be asking about co-signers or if people are gonna be asking some oddball questions or for example, if they ask like, do you accept section eight housing money and you're not even sure what that is, then evaluate and sort of screen the tenants and then you could start to set up some listings hopefully back to back to back on one day that's convenient for you. Now, let's say you go through all those listings, you spend like whatever, three, four hours showing the place to a handful of people. I always like to ask one question at the very end that says something along the lines of, could you see yourself being happy living here? And a question like that, could you see yourself being happy living here, is very leading because instead of just saying, are you interested, which is a yes or no, they truly have to think, could they see themselves there and being happy? So from there, if they are interested, I highly recommend getting some sort of application. In fact, if you leave me a comment down below, I can send you a link to the application that I use. It's not perfect. It's just some sort of Google form that I created, but it gets me all the information that I would need to then decide if these people are gonna follow through, if they're gonna provide some proof of income that they could actually pay, then we might be able to take this last step, and I would not skip this last step. I would go ahead and check references and do some sort of credit slash background check. I mentioned that I'll leave a few links down below in the description of this video. Well, I have found a third party that will do that credit 
and background check. Yes, there is a fee associated with it, but you can pass that fee along to the potential applicant. Or if you are pretty sure you want them and you just want to make sure that they don't have any sort of like bankruptcies or, or criminal records that you don't know about or they haven't already, um, you know, essentially disclosed to you, then you could give them something like this and then hopefully get the thumbs up and get that lease to them. Quick break from the show to talk about travel. That's right. Everyone's asking me if we have any trips planned. And I always reply yes, because my family has buy one, get one free flights with Southwest Airlines. It's no secret, but not too long ago, I wrote an ebook on how to earn the Southwest Airlines Companion Pass. This gets you and a companion the ability to fly on Southwest Airlines for up to two years with buy one, get one free flights. As always, I'm sharing this with you, my loyal podcast listeners, 100% for free. So check out the link in the show notes to download a free copy of the ebook and learn how to travel the world using points and miles today. Over the past year, I've helped thousands of businesses get back millions of dollars because of a federal program called the Employee Retention Credit, ERC. Now it's your turn. I need your help to spread the word to other business owners you know and in your community. That's right, Forbes.com estimates that over 80% of business owners are good candidates for ERC, but still did not know about this program. Well, the good folks at the ERC specialists have an affiliate program. By signing up, you can help educate other business owners about the employee retention credit, help them get this life-changing money, and earn yourself a commission. It's win-win for all of us. If you're interested in helping, then check out my link in the show notes to sign up. All right, now back to the show. Okay, big picture key takeaways. I just talked about from essentially taking some pictures and getting your property all ready to be listed to walking tenants through it and getting them signed up through the application process. I mentioned a lease and that really is the final step. In addition to the lease, you do want to take some sort of cleaning and security deposit, but the rules in every single state vary a little bit. So you might just wanna like hop onto the internet and see what's fair. Me, for example, here in New York State, I just take essentially one month's rent and it is always my intention to give that back in full so long as the property is left in good condition, the condition that I gave it to the tenant minus normal wear and tear. So knock on wood right here, I have never had a tenant pay the rent late. I've never had any sort of evictions. There are those other YouTubers out there that make content all about this, where they go there and they interview these uh, deadbeats and, and they're getting the police to evict people. But I'm not about that. I'm not looking to do that. That is stress and a headache in my own life, my personal life, that I just don't want to deal with. I've had tenants who have moved out and it has always been amicable. I've never had any sort of eviction. There's never been any sort of late payments. In fact, typically people stay anywhere from three 
to maybe five years, and then just that season of life, maybe they go buy their own house, maybe they meet someone and get married, they just move on for a change of scenery. Oh, and one thing I wanted to mention, if you're watching this and you made it to the end and you're thinking about more of that short-term rental, now I don't mean like a Airbnb, I mean like that mid-range, maybe it's something like 30, 60, or 90 days. I have thought about that, actually for the property I'm recording in right now. And I'm just thinking that the maintenance may not be worth it, depending on the type of property you have. We have features here that require seasonal and annual maintenance. There's a lot of little moving parts that'll be great if somebody was living here full-time and could kind of care for it. But if I had to be dealing with that and maybe fixing things like, you know, little patching holes in the wall and stuff every three months, then I think that would might be a deal breaker for me. We'll just have to, we'll just have to see. But let me know what you think down below in the comments. Also, my website is full of other sort of business, personal finance, blog articles, uh, podcasts, videos. So please check it out. And if you're new to the channel, don't forget to hit subscribe and ring that notification bell. All right, as always, I'm Rich, and until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Teaching Millionaires Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, check out our website at teachingmillionaires.com. Remember to leave us a review, rate the podcast five stars, and if you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. 